beings before i get into my typical introduction i would first like to apologize for any audio issues in this episode i unfortunately experienced some connection issues which resulted in laggy audio at times i am sorry if this is a poor listening experience and i will make sure it is improved in the following episodes hello ladies gentlemen boys girls aliens martians any conscious being tuning into the podcast i welcome you to episode six of martian mixed martial arts Today, my guest is my friend Luke, uh, who uh, we met on we met through Reddit, but we've been uh, you know talking more over the weeks and uh, talking about fights and uh, excited to have him on the podcast for the first time. What's up? What's up? What's up? So, uh, let's get straight into it. What did you think about the fight night card in St. Louis? Um, yeah, yeah, I like the I like the initiative you took right right to the bat. Yeah. <laughs> my, um, yeah, get the shit was, out of the way first. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good, good card. You know, it kind of, I don't know. I think I, I was just upset because, uh, because uh, I didn't do too well betting. But uh, other than that, I thought it was a pretty good card. How about you? Yeah, uh, I was, I was gonna be a little harsher. I thought it was a pretty shit card. I had really high hopes on Usman, and not that it wasn't a dominating performance. I just, I really saw him running through Mech a lot easier than what he did. You know, he said he was at thirty percent, and then he clarified that it was because of injuries. And I mean, it had to be because of injuries. His striking is serviceable, but he has a ton of power. And I really just, you know, I feel like a cock tease. I thought he was gonna stand and trade with Mech, but he was dominating on the ground. Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely surprised with uh, that thirty percent thing he was saying after the fight, and um, yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be more competitive. Uh, you know, I had a friend who you know I'm going to bet uh, hundreds of dollars on the the uh, do not go the distance in this fight, and uh, he was just so upset after you know, and I was too because it was just such a letdown that that fight. Yeah, I mean, and the fight after it, Paige Van Zant versus jessica rose clark i mean that was god awful i mean i feel like that set gonna be harsh i feel like it's that mma back like four or five years i mean it was it was an awful fight yeah uh i thought the third round was kind of interesting once uh once Paige started just basically kicking her to to because of the arm was broken um but like the judges gave like that some judge gave that 30 27 you know and like that was like clear clear one round went to page the last round and uh you know that definitely questionable judging there um you know sort yeah, of ex- I think sort expected asleep yeah it was i mean page is a page is an interesting talent you know she obviously has assets but i don't know if i didn't think i wasn't i wasn't impressed with either i thought jessica rose clark i mean i watched the beck rawlings fight before that and i honestly thought that page would be able to you know scrap together like a work at least a decent win but gosh yeah i uh i I bet she might be better off at alpha male i bet on page uh was kind of questioning why the fuck i did that after after it you know like i was just so mad that i put any faith in her at all um, and but I you know I did respect her toughness. She like you gotta be tough as as balls to break your arm in the first round and fight ten more minutes. You know, um, 
and you know she did she actually did like do good like with kicks you know maybe she should have started off with kicks you know and uh she broke her she definitely broke her arm on that spinning back fist too which was a nasty strike looked like it landed in it uh pretty flush but you know there's a consequence but with that you know snapping your arm um, we sort of skipped over the whole prelims. Um, not much really going on there. The early prelims were really, really bad. Just a bunch of decisions. Um, I saw uh, the the first good fight was uh, Marco Polo Reyes versus Matt Frivola. Did you catch that one? I did, and I don't know if you've. This is off topic. Have you you seen the quiz game HQ where people can win money live? I have not. It's like. A Okay, so basically it's a game where on your it's an application on your phone where you can play. So my whole family got into that and I actually had to mute the Polo Reyes versus Frivola fight and I was so pissed off because I've been looking forward to this. I'd been looking forward to that fight actually for a while. I'd actually watched a couple of Frivola's fights before he got in the UFC. You know, the contender series, he looked pretty solid. Yeah. And even before that, and I mean, Polo Reyes, every time he shows up, you know it's going to be a good fight. So, yes, amazing. So you, had to, you had to mute the TV uh, because you were doing the app, is that why? Yeah, because, you know, everyone was getting into the craze. Oh, it so was I, like a... I okay. rewind, and I ended up watching it the next day. Oh, uh, so it was like now. a team game or something like that? Kind of. I mean, it's the more people you have, the better chance you have of winning the money. Interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, Polo Reyes. I wasn't even. I was kind of expecting uh, Frivola to to do well. You know, he was coming off like he's had the contender series, and you know, he uh, was tr training with some pretty legit. He trains at Saralongo, right? Um, yeah, I think he does train with Saralongo. He was talking about training with Miocic too on something else, or I don't remember something to that extent. Yeah, I saw I saw a clip of him sparring uh, Ally Quinta before this fight. So naturally, I just thought you know he would he would be uh, you know ready uh, ready for a brawl and you know have the chin for it, but sort of sort of kind of engaged in a brawl pretty early, but just didn't have like the the tough not the toughness you know because I mean the shots were definitely legit and uh you know knockout worthy but i mean just didn't really have the defense you know to uh to come out of those uh exchanges on top and got knocked out pretty quick but still exciting earned himself a yeah, nice super exciting 50. i really hope he can rebound he looks like a great talent he was lunging you know his chin was just jutting out i was just waiting for polo Reyes to be able to capitalize on it honestly you know yeah not the best not the best plan to, to come out like that you know but i mean whatever he's putting it all on the line um fight after that wasn't wasn't too good uh kraus and white um don't yeah, i don't really remember don't... my favorite fight of the whole thing other than the main event was uh gosh Irene Aldana versus uh, Tatiana Bernardino. Uh, Aldana looked like prime Julio Cesar Chavez. Jr. Oh, I, I did watch that fight. Stiff jab. Oh yeah, she was uh, she was really boxing boxing her up. Like had some. Yeah, I've never seen like boxing like that with the women's division in a while. She was a big. Oh, I thought you know. Uh, yeah, I was about to say she was a big girl. Yeah, it was bantamweight. I for, thought it was strawweight for a second, but yeah, that that chick is big. Um, we might see uh, see her fight cyborg with how things are going, if uh, she can chooses to move up to one forty five. You know. Yeah, good frame for the division. I mean, big like you said. I mean, you have to have one legit win, and you're pretty much a contender in that division. So. Yeah. Um. I. But uh. You know. I think the best fight on the card, which it shouldn't have been the main event. It was should have been Elkins Johnson. You know, because that's that was just such a such a back like a. a 
a, you know, a 180 between yeah, rounds. I know. It was Michael Johnson always just finds a way to lose, doesn't he? Yeah, he's his fight IQ is god awful. Like, I mean, how many guys has he hurt? And just not been able to finish. Like, you know, he did that with Gaethje. He did it with Khabib. He did it with uh, Elkins. You know, 10-8 round in the first, right? Do you agree? Oh, no doubt. I mean, he he trounced him. I mean, you know, every other fighter, they come out and they get the job done in the second. And he just finds a way to lose. Yeah. You got to give it up to Elkins, though. I mean, that transition into the body triangle was sick. Yeah, I mean, like, so uh, anybody who is listening doesn't understand. Johnson knocked him down probably three times in the first round, was fucking him up on the feet. Uh, In between rounds, like, the live betting is four to one on Elkins to win the fight. And then, uh, you know, the second round starts in the first 15 seconds. Elkins takes him down, gets control, gets his back, chokes him out. And, um, you know... It, that was the fight. Yeah, it ended in the second. It, you know, it was a huge come from behind win from Elkins, but that's what he does. He he gets in trouble and then comes from behind and it's, uh, shocks everybody. So, you know, respect to him. He's inc- he's incredible. <laughs> you know, I, I thought he was I thought he was done after the first. You know, even even though I've seen him come back so many times from fights, I was like, dude, Johnson knocked. He was had him had him knocked down had him hurt i don't think he's gonna you know finish this survive this round um no i know i mean you know if you go into a fight with elkins i'm sure michael johnson you know he probably went in i I don't think you could he could have been any more sure he's gonna win that fight elkins doesn't pack a punch you know he doesn't he's never really showed too much power or he knocked out mirsad bektik but mirsad bektik got hit with you know a clean i think it was a right hook and then a head kick yeah you know anyone in the ufc if you get caught with a clean right hook and a head kick could put you out especially in the third round of the fight when you're exhausted and you've landed you know 120 uncontested significant strikes on someone and then i mean his grappling's good but he's not damien my yeah uh, i mean he uh He's he's a he's a special special guy, you know. Uh, uh, he's a, a treasure, a treasure to mixed martial arts. You know the freaking terrible tattoo and the the roar, the roars he does after when he wins a fight. Like he he the second Johnson tapped out, he just exploded into like his lion's roar. You know where he just gets so primal and like screams at the top of his lungs. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I mean, what do you do with Darren Elf? after this i mean do you give him stevens who do you give him oh yeah that's a i heard i saw someone uh mistakenly saying they want to see uh josh emmett and him fight but they're teammates so that's not going to happen although i did see josh emmett did uh get a fight announced i think he was sort of teasing that on uh twitter or instagram but um i would think uh you know if ortega is uh is waiting around while uh edgar gets his shot you know i would like to see uh Elkins versus Ortega, that would be awesome, you know, you know, like, both those guys have to basically get their ass kicked a little bit to put their, put it, put their ass in gear and get going, you know, so, uh, you know, that, that would be interesting, uh, you know, probably a good ma- main event for a fight night card. Super interesting, I'd like to see that fight, I, I want to see how durable he is, I mean, I'm interested, you know, 
Jose Aldo is still alive. You know, I, I'm interested to see how Jose Aldo mixes up against Ortega or, you know, Elkins. I'd like to see, uh, El- wait, El- did Elkins ever fight? Um, who's the guy who's kind of like just like Jose Aldo? Uh, Hawkern Diaz. Did he ever fight Hawkern Diaz or? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say those two are too similar, but that's a. Uh, I feel like. I feel like he might have. Let me. Uh, let me yeah, he did. He lost he to him. He lost to him lost. back in two thousand fourteen. That was the. That was his last loss. So almost. Almost three. three pretty much three years undefeated though. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I would like to see Aldo get like you know a like a mid level competition guy. I don't want to see him fight Ortega. That, I feel like that would just be bad, you know. But uh, you know Stevens, uh, that would be. I think that's a really good matchup. Somehow those guys just never have gotten a fight, and uh, I think if Stevens would beat Aldo, uh, then that would uh, definitely help him out for a title shot. I don't know, but I think I think I think Stevens versus Ortega are the two guys with the most momentum at featherweight. Like, uh, so, you know, that would be a really good fight or, uh, Stevens versus, uh, Josh Emmett. Fun time to be a matchmaker. You cut though. out there at the Stevens versus, uh, who's the second one? Josh Emmett. Yeah, I might be, uh, sorry if I'm having bad connection. I hope you can, hope you can hear all right. Yeah, yeah, I caught, I caught you there then, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Stevens, you know, it wouldn't make too much sense, but Stevens versus Elkins to see if Elkins, I mean, if he's durable enough to take Michael Johnson shots that, you know, he knocked Poirier out clean. Like, the Poirier knockout in Michael jo- by Michael Johnson was crazy. And, yeah, I can't, you know, can't, can't seeing believe that. that I definitely thought he could take out Elkins. But Darren Elkins survives and keeps climbing up the ladder. So what do you think? We keep talking about Jeremy Stevens tossing his name around. What do you think about the main event? Yeah, I was uh, I was stoked for that. You know, I was very confident in him going into that fight. I had a couple of bets on him for the knockout, and uh, thought it was going to last a little longer. Thought thought Choi would have maybe survived uh, until the fourth round, and that's when Jeremy would have knocked him out. But uh, didn't didn't even make it that long. You know, he kind of you know was just relying on like his chin for his defense again, like he did against Swanson. But you know, Jeremy just hit so much harder than. Uh, cub you know this one was over pretty quick pretty vicious uh bomb he landed on the ground too when he uh when after he knocked him down but uh, a good fight definitely delivered uh some good excitement and you know i think like i think uh i don't know you know jamie stevens has been around forever but i think you know he might be as close to a title shot now as he ever has been maybe even even after no, he's I mean, coming off two wins, you know, it's not much. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if you look at his body of work, he's you know he's beaten guys like Dos Anjos, Henan Brown. He's he's got some big name guys on the list. With for me, I you know I watched that fight I think twice. I'm probably gonna watch it the third time. I was looking through the Reddit post fight discussion thread the next day, and one of the people on there can't remember the username was talking about Choi's inability to have his only defense is backing up the only way he slips strikes is from backing up his head stays on the center line the entire time so I went back and watched the fight and sure enough Stevens could throw punches with his eyes closed you know where he thought Choi's center line was and he would land it and that last punch that he landed you know that started the lead up to the finish he landed it as Choi was slipping backwards but he just threw it at that center line and I was you know Choi got kind of exposed on that in the Cub Swanson fight too uh Greg Jackson I think mentioned that in between rounds with Cub yeah um just 
He has he has a lot of holes in his game. He's you know young. Sucks that he's going off to do his mandatory military service too. You know that really that really uh, stops you uh, stops your momentum as a fighter. You know, but who knows? You know, uh, Chan Sung Jung bounced back excellently from his military service. So, you know, uh, the super Korean Superboy might do the same thing. But um, you, you know the the card wasn't the card wasn't awful. Definitely under delivered, I would say. But I wouldn't call it like a bad card. Uh, you know, good 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 uh, fight night quality. You know, there's definitely a lot yeah. of worsens. I was really excited for Hall uh, Vitor. I don't know why. I mean, I kind of knew how it was going to play out, but I was excited for that. And I mean, the big letdown for me was Mon Mech. Which it was first round knockout for Uriah Hall. Is that how? Yeah, I figured like a Vitor flurry, but I mean, you never know. I mean, Hall's like almost like in the Michael Johnson paradigm where you almost never know if he looks like he's going to win, chances are he'll lose. But if he's fighting Gegard Mousasi, he'll pull a win out of his ass the first time. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, again, inconsistent. But I mean, I think Vitor is just so far gone that it would, uh, it would have been easy for him. Um, f- thing with, uh, Uriah is he apparently went, uh, went into like a, a seizure cutting weight. Did you read the story? Yeah, I did. And actually, Reese, uh, you know, this, you had Dana who came out and said he was super disappointed. It was ridiculous. And Uriah just came out and said that. His doctor told him, even though he made the weight cut, is if he wouldn't have gone to the hospital that next day, he could have easily, like he most likely would have died the next day. Which you know could definitely some could be sensationalized on your eyes part, but yeah, got to move I, up to like heavyweight if true. Yeah, I agree with sensationalized. That's a good word. I think I think he, uh, you know, I, I feel like if any doctor observed any fighter after doing like a like a, a normal sized weight cut, you know, like fifteen pounds, they'd be like, "There's no way you could f- compete in a fight tomorrow night," and you know, but guys do it. You know, that's just the the way of the way of life. But uh, I, you know, that was interesting. And then Ariel tweeted uh, something like, "A UFC fighter." admits that he went into a, uh, a seizure and almost had a heart attack cutting for weight and life just goes on you know it's just another day at the office like when is the ufc like they're, you, the, someone's gonna have to die for weight cutting to change no doubt like a ufc fighter is going to die in the coming years if they don't change something like there's just no regulation for it it's ridiculous yeah i'm sure if Eric and talking like it's because he didn't come to the ufc training center also online by the ufc athletic training center shirt promo code weight yeah um a, a lot of that cut out unfortunately because but i i got i got what you were doing you were making a joke about uh about you know the performance center yeah that's a, a small step in the right direction um sorry we're having connection issues if uh, you can hear this on the on the finished product um I don't know. I think it's. I think it's probably me. You know, college uh, apartment uh, connection. But oh well, the show goes on. Um, it's oh yeah. You the performance institute. You know, you just basically. It's a really simple change, honestly. You just have to make USADA start weighing people when they go to their house when they take their blood and their pee sample for the urine, and then institute limits where you have to be within this amount. 
or if you're not, then your fight is going to get moved to catch weight for this fight. And then the next time you fight, you're going to have to move up a weight class. And everyone, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you know, if you're a freaking champion, if you're cutting 20 pounds in a fight week, you know, your next fight, you're going to have to move up. doesn't matter. Right? Um, but, you know, will they do that? I don't know. I, I feel like something is just preventing them from doing it. Like, they're just too naive about all of it. They don't want it to go away. They don't want, like, you know, to have to rearrange all their champions. But, like I said, that's why someone's going to have to die for it to happen. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the sad thing about it. Honestly, I mean, we're about to go down a long rabbit hole. But I, I think there should be a massive overhaul. I say goodbye to the 10-8 round scoring where we don't score it like boxing anymore. I, I, in my opinion, we should score it like what Ryzen does, the fight based on its entirety. I think there's a lot of things, you know, with the UFC changing off Fox. I think it, a total overhaul in, in parts of some things, I think the UFC would benefit a lot. Yeah, I think... Um... I don't know what it would be. It would definitely have to be some some like like you know we're in a day we're in a day and day and age where you could have an algorithm that does it. You know you could have like an i and every every judge has an iPad and at each round they say who did more damage, who did more control, you know who dominated the striking, who dominated the grappling. They give you know or and then maybe there's one more you know uh, I don't even know. Um, but I think that sounds right, you know, control, damage, gra striking, grappling. And then when you, you know, you know, you select who did each, uh, who did more damage, you know, who did the, and then the damage is obviously more effective, you know, that would be like the highest one, the highest ranking thing. So, you know, each, whoever wins the damage, you know, would get more points. Whoever wins the control would get some points. Whoever wins the striking would get some points. Whoever wins the grappling would get some points. And then you just have a, and then you do that every round, and then the algorithm spits out the result of the fight. You know, there there would be like a clear way to see. You know, they you could right away like everybody everybody on UFC.com would be able to see it. They'd be able to see, you know, who I don't understand why the commentators shouldn't be able to see it. You know. Like, they're not going to, I doubt the commentators can, or the fighters can hear the commentators while they're fighting, so why can't they say, uh, okay, this just in from our judges, we have it 1-1 going into the third and final round, you know, don't, you know, don't go to the bathroom, everybody, the third round, is it's all tied up, it all comes down to this round, you know, fuck it, even tell the fighters, like, yo, it's tied, like, after this round, you better go after it, and you're going to have, like, an awesome third round, I don't know, I feel like we're, there's a lot of the stuff that we're in the dark ages for. And, you know, we, yeah. we just got out of the dark ages with steroids and, like, you know, drug testing. But, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're not, we're not fully out of there because, you know, you can still, you can still be test positive for marijuana and face, like, anti-doping uh, penalties. Did you see that, uh, that new one? Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Cavillo. Cynthia Cavillo. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, just a waste of time. Yeah, it's about as draconian as it gets. I mean, something's going to have to change. I was really hoping, if anything, you know, uh, WME would start pushing a change. But honestly, if you would have to look back last year at my favorite fight card, it would be the Ryzen New Year's Eve card. Like, for a while, I was like, why would I even want to get another UFC pay-per-view? I mean, I can probably, you know, you don't. You know, I buy the UFC pay-per-views. Yeah. Not everyone buys the UFC pay-per-views. I support me. the company. 
Um, so. Dane is not getting my money. I saw this thing, uh, this comparison. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It gets posted on Reddit a lot. You know, It says uh, NFL Red Zone, 260 bucks a month every single game. Um, you know, MLB Network, 130 bucks a month. Uh, ML, or NBA Network, 170 uh, NHL, 150 It's like, okay, 150 180 100 and whatever. Even 260 is not that bad for every single game all year. But if you bought every single pay-per-view, you bought Fight Pass... And, and and not even in addition to your cable that you'd have to uh, pay for to to watch the fight nights, you'd spend nine hundred and like sixteen, I think was the number nine sixteen dollars. Uh, throughout the year, just to watch all the UFC fights, you know they they have to have to have to come up with some better system because you know right now. Like last last year, besides Mayweather McGregor, they did they did awful for pay per views. You know they didn't. They hit a million once. Uh, did they hit a million once? Yeah, I think two seventeen did a million. But I mean, come on! Like you can't be. You you don't have any stars left. You're only, per, per, uh, you know, having two or three good pay per views a year. You can't just keep having ten ten pay per views a year that are selling that are selling for garbage. They do you know you know they just raised the price again. Two, two, yes, two, I saw that. Two twenty five. Yeah, right? two twenty sixty five dollars. Like, when is it gonna end? It's gonna get to a hundred, and then when when McGregor fights, it's gonna be two hundred, and then when Ronda Rousey comes back in five years, it's gonna be three hundred, and it's just never gonna end. Yeah, I mean they they need a massive just. There needs to be a ton of different changes, and I mean if we had a podcast that we sat down and talked about every change we'd probably be here all day but so when we were talking about that you're kind of talking about different stars so i'm going to use that to make a pretty decent segue into ufc 220 with the new star francis Ngannou. what do you think of the main event we'll go backwards i think we're going to go with uh and new in in the main and the co-main event uh you know i think just immigrant mentality is just too strong for this one you know the Americans have have nothing when it comes to immigrant mentality. Um, so for the main event, you know, I think it's you know I can't I can't say I'm too confident, you know, because it's heavyweight, because it's it's Stipe Miocic, the the tank, the you know battle tested tank uh, in front of him. But um, I do have a bet on Francis round one, and I do have a bet on Stipe round two. Um, so I'm kind of, I think, you know, I, th- and I think it's, it's the, the same thing with the co-main event. I have Vulcan round one, DC round two. I think these fights are very two dimensional and, and they can only go one or two, one of two ways. And that would be, you know, uh, Ngano just a one, one punch blast in the first round or, uh, you know, Stipe, uh, tires him out after the, you know, shoots for a couple takedowns, doesn't really get. Doesn't really. I don't think he's gonna get Ngannou down, and then in the first, and then after after uh, Ngannou is you know starting to tire and slow a little more, I think then he's gonna shoot, then uh, get some ground and pound and knock him out. That's Stipe's path to victory. Not saying it's gonna happen. I think I think uh, I would favor uh, Ngannou. I just feel like he has so, like so much momentum behind him. Like you know, so much confidence, so much. You know everything. Everything's going behind him. He, everything is. You know all the all the tiles are in place. So, uh, what about you? Who are you cheering for? What are your uh, possible outcomes? Likely outcomes. 
I've been on the Nganu hype train just about as long as everyone else after the Overeem win. But no, I mean, I don't, I don't give Stipe a chance. I've gone back. I've watched Stipe. You know, I, I do my research. I'm not just talking out my ass here. Damn, but, son. Uh, calling out the firefighter <laughs> with no chance. Yeah, I, I think just kind of like you said, everything's in place. I think Nganu, I mean, he has that, you know, fairy tale stories came from nothing rose up he's exactly what the ufc wants it's pretty much like they made the guy in the lab you know they the performance institute another shameless plug but yeah i got in ganu by emphatic first round knockout i don't think if stipe attempts to close the distance i mean i would see in handling stipe on the ground one of the greatest parts of the uh Ngannou overeem fight was the look on overeem's face when he got in the clinch in Ngannou with Ngannou. And his facial facial expression was, I mean, no other way to describe it. it. I, am, kind of I have I have been lifting weights for for eight weeks for this fight, and I tried to gravel him, and he just he just he just he had not he had nothing to do with it. And then he punched me in the face, and my head bounced off the canvas. But I, I'm okay, and I will be back. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And this is fucking K1 Overeem we're talking about here. This guy's fought Bader Hari. I mean, it's butter off the juice, but he's fought so well, he, many. He doesn't have his juice. He doesn't have his juice. Manhandled, you know. He needs his. He needs his vitamins. He doesn't have them right now. Horse meat, yeah. <laughs> but I got Nganu by, like I said, decapitation. KO. Yeah, no, I yeah, feel like I feel like sure. this. This is the one. This is the fight where we're gonna see like like his opponent's head just fly off their body. Like it's bound. To, I mean. Uh, Overeem's was like his head was like detached a little bit but you know it didn't go flying I think like Stipe's head is just going to go flying across the arena um, they should have done this fight in Cleveland it was a big mistake that they didn't um, you know just like the the look or like the sound of that place like if Nganu knocked him out would just be a sight to see with how quiet it would be or it would go just fucking crazy if if he uh if he if Stipe you know set the record which you know wouldn't be the worst thing in the world but the thing is I think I feel like the heavyweight the heavyweight champion is such a prestigious position you don't really need to to have much to be a star like Anthony Joshua is not what what what's so unique about him that he has five million followers on Instagram besides the fact that he has the one super good fight with Klitschko like why why is he a star why is he marketable why are people liking him all of a sudden um but we have like the, the nicest funniest dude ever who's like a working class firefighter a fucking firefighter and on the on the side a ufc heavyweight champion and like for some reason he's just not popular uh you know so it's like all right well we had our ch- chance with that guy let's you know, shift it up a little bit, get this, uh, get this, uh, former homeless guy, you know, uh, he was homeless five years ago, let's get him as a champ, see if we can market that, um, you know, so that was the, the path, they, I think that would be a good, a good, uh, path for the UFC, and, uh, it would just create, like, a freak show, um, I think, and do you think that the Engano would be, uh, you know, a house, not a household name, but do you think that he would sell pay-per-views potentially in America? Oh, yeah. I mean, watch the embededs. This motherfucker's got charisma. Like, he's not all brawn, you know? He's got a little, I mean, you see him 
DC's a pretty charismatic guy. You see him, you know, back and forth with DC. I mean, he's a pretty interesting. He's got a good story. I mean, he did the what was it? Fuck racism thing. After yeah. His last for slavery, full racism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really do think he could sell pay-per-views. The I think the funniest thing from this is is you know it's UFC, it's cage fighting. If anyone was going to get the conservatives' dick hard, it would be Stipe, a working-class firefighter, and it didn't happen. <laughs> like, we have Dana coming out supporting Trump and a working-class firefighter from Cleveland, Ohio, which isn't like the bastion of conservatism, but I mean it's still. You know, I yeah. was, I just kind of thought that was interesting. Did you see that Dana White said that Donald Trump has called him ten to twelve, ten to fifteen times since the presidency started? <sighs> yeah, interesting. But okay, so the co-main event, I'm gonna have to dissent from your opinion. I got DC by domination. I don't think uh, Oedzmir. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think how to pronounce his last name. I know how to pronounce it. All you need to know is remember it in no time. Cause that's yeah, how, no, I don't think that's how long yeah, it's gonna take. I don't think he'll make. I don't think he'll see the fifth round. Oh yeah, I don't think this fight goes anywhere near the fifth. You know, but uh, you know, I think like I said, it's two ways, and, and this one is I'm 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 less confident in Vulcan than I am in uh in in Ghana for sure. I was kind of you know just, I'm kind of just betting on Vulcan for the value in it. I think let me uh, let me check the the odds on the first round. I'm pretty sure it was plus 600 almost um i think it was actually a lot higher than that i kind of got late uh 575 you know so that's you know that's what a, what uh, side are you betting on five dimes um do you, you have an account set up there uh, i'm on bovado what site was it five dimes um so yeah, um, what was gonna say, uh, but if you have to, if you have to set it up, uh, try not to do it until after you record, because you can kind of hear the typing kind of loud. Um, oh no, yeah, I got you. I was seeing what I, I, I was seeing what the line was. I got in on Vulcan at plus two forty five just for a win. Uh, just money line. For, I tossed a flyer on him. See, I, but I, I feel like see, I, uh, I was that's a that's not a bad move, but I just think his obviously his only way would be for knockout. You know, like a one like a. Uh, not a one punch knockout, but you know he definitely clips them and then you know, f- you know finishes it up. But um, you know I think uh, Cormier by submission is also very likely. You know that Cormier by submission is plus one ninety five. You know, so that's like that's a uh, almost as favored as an outcome we'll get for this fight. Um, and then I I bet on Cormier round two because I think that it, it, he if he survives the early onslaught he'll finish him in the second like he did uh, Rumble, I think Rumble the first fight was in the third round but the second one was in the second if I'm correct. Yeah, and I mean in going back and researching for this fight I mean when you watch Vulcan he's had three fights in the UFC first fight you know Saint Pru the Saint Pru fight he got gifted a decision in that fight in my opinion i did not think he did anything second fight misha misha serkinov serkinov got beat by uh clover glover to share yeah glover to share this last fight he looked like he had no ground game whatsoever but serkinov was the favorite in that fight serkinov was the favorite in that fight for sure like a big i'm pretty sure a big favorite let me check the let me check the pre-fight on that but um yeah he was definitely the favorite because I remember uh, thinking about betting on that fight, but I just after Vulcan's performance against uh, Saint Prue, I didn't know. And then I really don't 
hold too much stock in the Jimmy Manuel win because Jimmy Manuel's chin is pretty suspect in my opinion. Yeah, um, he was a huge, huge uh, favorite. Um, circling off us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. He was he was an underdog in probably all three of his fights. You know, he the last two ended so abruptly and so similarly. I don't know. I just feel like it's a. Uh, Again, like the, the cards are kind of aligning. I don't know. It, it would just be, it, you know, this is exactly what the UFC doesn't want. You know, they don't want this, this you know, bland-faced Swiss, Swiss guy, no personality uh, with the belt, you know. Um, but, I mean, I think it would be kind of cool to see. I think I just like it because the odds. The odds are so uh, so juicy for round one, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I, I think uh, I think that uh, this, this card is... Like, one of the most top-heavy UFC cards, like, ever. Um, I mean, if you look at, like, the how, how stellar the top two fights are compared to the rest of them, I mean, man. Um, you have any fights you're looking forward to in this card? Yeah, I mean, the two main event and co-main event, those are second and third. Calvin Cater versus Shane Burgos is the people's main event, in my opinion. Uh, I would, I'm I would, super excited for that fight. I think I think it's going to be a good fight, but I wouldn't. I don't, I'm not expecting any excitement out of it. I'm expecting like a close to, a close striking battle and decision. You know, probably like a split decision or something like that. But um, if you're a, the people's main event, if you're a, that's a that's a bold move. I, I like the confidence, so I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's exciting. But yeah, I'm, and I mean, I think it's it's close because Almeida versus Font's going to be a banger. I mean, Font is willing to stand and trade at any time. You know, he stand, he stood and trade with Pedro Munoz in his last fight and got cracked and you know guillotined choked. by Pedro. Yeah. But I mean, Pedro Munoz's guillotine is pretty sweet. But yeah, I would say Almeida Font and uh, Qatar Burgos are two great fights that are being looked over. Volante versus Barroso is going to be a pile of burning trash. Stinker, yeah. Volante, yeah. I don't even think should be in the UFC anymore. He, uh, he's he's just he's he's behind the curve. Uh, I feel like he won his last fight by like split decision or something like that. But uh, I don't know. He was lost two in a row. Exactly. Lost to Patrick Cummins. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully uh, we can keep the ball rolling and get that bomb out of the UFC. Um, I I think uh, so. What do you think is gonna happen in Almeida Font? I think uh, the Brazilian will be victorious. Oh yeah, I, I think Almeida puts him away. Uh, Font is a huge talent. I mean, he seems like he's a super talented guy, but I think it's too much too soon. I mean, Almeida was cracking Jimmy Rivera. I think he maybe rocked Jimmy twice. I don't want to put any shame on Jimmy's name if. It didn't. I'm yeah, pretty sure he, I, I missed he that fought fight. him clean like three times. It was a really, really good fight. Really? But, yeah, Almeida's, Almeida's legit. He just needs to tuck his chin. Yeah, he um, his striking is pretty raw, but it's pretty powerful. Like, he had some nasty knockouts. You know, uh, Burchak and somebody else, too. It was a, it was a wicked one. Um, the, uh, the prelims have a lot of, have a lot of, you know... Um, they're kind of just not like not like fans fights but you know just a lot of low not low level matchups either just middle level matchups you know what i'm saying like yeah. um the early prelims uh makachev and t-bell that's a pretty good fight um t-bell coming off of that really long suspension for uh you know taking everything on everything in the medicine cabinet and uh makachev coming off back-to-back wins so um, yeah. I think Makachev I mean, I will know. run through him. 
Yeah, I do too. I don't think T-Bow is going to show very much. I mean, the Fox Sports 1 prelims, in my opinion, is devoid of the least name recognition I've ever seen. I see the Hamasi Razak Al Hassan rematch, which is pretty interesting. I yeah. don't know anything about the guy uh, Dustin Ortiz is fighting. I did not see Alexandre Pantanoja's last fight. Yeah, I, uh, I before before I looked in all the fights, I honestly only knew Dustin Ortiz. That was the only person I knew on this card, uh, or on the Fox Sports one. Yeah, the Panjota apparently is, uh, he's pretty good with submissions. Not too good uh, of a wrestler, though. Kind of struggles with uh, wrestling. But, you know, uh, apparently uh, his last fight, he was losing uh, the first two rounds, and I think he pulled a win out of his ass in the third round so he's definitely pretty durable um and you know ortiz is uh has struggled you know a lot he hasn't really he's pretty much never had a yeah he's had a win, one win streak in the ufc but you know been pretty much bouncing from like win loss win loss the past three years um so i would uh i would i would uh think that you know we would see maybe a panjota dis, uh submission again Maybe uh, or du maybe Dustin will be able to control them, you know, and uh, win a decision. Yeah, Dustin's last fight. Uh, trying to think against, he got a t TKO in his last fight. His hands looked much better than they have in the past. I'm yeah, drawing I'm gonna, a blank. I'm, on I'm gonna look. Yeah, I just looked. I just looked it up. Uh, um, myself. Hector uh, Sandoval. Yeah, I gotta or watch Pablo that. Sandoval, I don't. I, I don't gotta. Uh, yeah, Hector Sandoval. You're right. Um, I gotta rewatch yeah. that because it's the apparently the fastest uh, KO in flyweight history, and I don't even really remember it. Yeah, he countered him. I mean, Sandoval came out bla guns blazing, and Ortiz countered with some shots and put him away really quick. I'm pretty sure it was like a face plant KO too. So, I mean, not knowing much about Alexandre, I would, it'd be interesting if Dustin, you know, he's, he's a top 10 guy. It'd be cool to see him get another knockout and kind of move up towards the top. He's definitely fought some top ranked guys before. And, you know, he's always been on the cusp of maybe making the top five. I don't know if he's ever made the top five before. No, but, I doubt it. Pro maybe not even top 10. Maybe might have gotten like eight or nine at one point uh yeah he's two is 12th in his last fight i don't know what he is now um he's 10th right now oh uh, really yeah so that's definitely pantanoia is 11 so yeah i, I just watched that last yeah, that last knockout I, I mean it has it's it's not bad but i mean that guy was kind of you know just he kind of hit him with a, a, a stiff punch and then kind of just went, went after him like a, a brawling and then just got countered right away um but um yeah, you know, he, he definitely got some power in his hands. You might see him might see him use that. Let me yeah. Okay, so, I mean, we think, pretty oh, much Barosa Bassette. Yeah. That's not a bad uh, fight. Yeah, uh, uh, Barzola, I've seen, I think, two of his fights. They weren't really very memorable, but I remember he pushed the pace pretty well. Uh, Bassette, is he uh, looking for a fight guy? Yeah, I think, but apparently, I think he took this fight on like a week's notice or something like that. Like he just filled in, so I mean, that's a tough task to to tackle whenever you're filling in on a week's notice. Damn. Yeah, it should be an interesting fight. I mean, Barzola's kind of got that crazy streak in him. The last two fights I saw, I didn't see. I've never seen Bissett fight before. But uh, looking into some journalist predictions, there was a lot of people picking Bissett. So that's pretty interesting. Picking Bissett on the late notice. So you uh, what was it? MMA Junkie or something? I think it was Bleacher Report, but that's not super reputable. But 
Oh uh, yeah, we got uh, we got Bellator one ninety two this this weekend too. Have you been looking at that card? Yeah, I have been looking at that card. Funny enough, I was just getting on the firing up the iPad to go over there. Uh, man, tons of tons of big names. You know, you got obviously Chelsea on him, Rampage headed for the main event. You got Roy McDonald, Douglas Lima. I mean, I totally forgot Michael Chandler's fighting on this card too, and we have. The next Conor McGregor, or Brendan Schwab said, wasn't it? He said Aaron Pico could knock out Conor McGregor. I think dude, that was the um, verbal. I, I hope he better not have said that. I do. I like Aaron Pico a lot, but like his, like the betting lines for him are so skewed. Like the dude he's fighting is twelve and three, and like he's like a, a minus six or seven hundred favorite. Like I don't understand where all this confidence comes from. I mean, he looked good in his last fight, but he also looked like shit in his first fight. So who knows? Yeah. Okay. So going down, well, I guess we'll start at the top again. So got that trend going but chel sonnen rampage jackson i mean it's a fight that maybe a couple years back would have got you going but in my opinion i see an overweight middleweight finding a way past his prime light heavyweight at heavyweight yeah i mean quentin apparently has really led his week <laughs> i've heard of he's in a way in it over 250 pounds and i mean um you know I think Chael will probably be like 220, uh, so, I mean, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine this fight being good, I hope it's, I hope it's three rounds, I pray to God it's three rounds, you know, if it's five, like, holy shit, I don't even know what to expect, um, actually, I think, I think it would be a, a lot different of an outcome if it was five for some reason, I feel like Chael might be, just be in better shape and be able to, maybe, if he can survive, you know, dodge a, uh, a knockout uh, on the feet for a couple rounds. I mean, um, then I think that Chael might be able to get a tired uh, rampage to the ground and get a submission. But I mean, when Quinton was, you know, saying, I'll give you $10,000 for every takedown you get, you know, like, I feel like he's, he's being, he's, you know, sort of prepared for that. You know, I wouldn't be making claims like that if, uh, if uh, I didn't have, you know, the takedown defense to back it up. Maybe he's just playing mind games. I don't know, though. But um, yeah. that's a so, shame. Shame it's a main event. Super shame. And so, did you actually hear how it came to? Buy how, uh, you kind of cut out right there, but I said how how it came to become main event. Yeah. So uh, just I'll just go straight into it. So Viacom actually came to Bellator, and Viacom being the company that owns you know Bellator runs Spike about to launch Paramount Network, they said, we want Chael versus Rampage to be the main event. Bellator had no hand in this. This was all the networks won. Makes sense. I mean, Chael Sonnen tunes in people, tunes in people, but I mean, I guess Rampage does too. I mean, he was like an actor and everything like that, you know, so people might, might tune in. But, um, I don't know. It's kind of sad to see. It's kind of disrespectful to Diego Lima. And Douglas or Diego? Douglas, right? Uh, Diego Douglas. Yeah, yeah, Douglas. Dang, I thought it was Diego. Lima. Well, he, he he has a brother, Diego. So you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Doug, Douglas and uh, Rory are super super disrespected. I, I I'd imagine. Um, but I mean, I can definitely see Viacom stepping in and doing that. It's definitely a business move, and you know, I I don't I don't see the main uh, the co main event being exciting. 
you know i mean there at least there's a potential for like rampage to like get a knockout you know but i i see a, a decision for the main event you know and a, a, a really high class striking battle at, at, if anything i don't know Roy may take him down though you know, i never know i don't really know about uh lima's pedigree on the ground yeah i don't I'm, either imagine I mean, it's a black belt honest, just because he's brazilian two, yeah my two picks in that fight are Rory by, I mean, I'm still not sure how well Rory's nose is, you know, to, after taking all that damage and stuff. I would be interested. I'm thinking Douglas possibly by t TKO, or I could definitely see a Rory submission. I mean, Rory's super skilled on the ground, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't know, I feel like yeah, he is a, he is a, Brazilian jiu-jitsu belt, 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 black belt. Um, so I, I don't see him, you know, having too much uh, tr trouble with Rory on the ground. Although Rory's wrestling is really good, you know. If he were, I don't really know what he would do. You know, just wear him, wear him down wrestling for a couple rounds, and then maybe try to swarm him for a, a knockout of, of himself of his own. But um, I don't know. I feel like he's too. Uh, Douglas is way too long, and also his leg kicks and his his jab and all that are just gonna be too much for Rory to outpoint him for five rounds. So I think I think Douglas wins by decision. I think I already bet on that, honestly. Um, and, but yeah, uh, that I should be an awesome fight. Bit. Yeah, it should be. I toss in a little bit at Douglas by TKO. Really nice. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, if we look farther we got michael chandler versus Godi yamaguchi yamaguchi yeah what do you um, think about that fight i'm not the, i'm not a big fan of uh of chandler for some reason i think he's just kind of a juice head you know and um you know it's hard to hard to dislike a guy for that just because everybody is you know um but uh this uh Yama, yamaguchi guy i hear is is uh is pretty pretty awesome you know he's got five five submission wins in a row uh, with one one loss in between there, but um, you know, still pretty pretty uh, wicked. Yeah, uh, I remember him uh, hearing about Piccolotti losing. Um, and he he uh looks like he ran through him in the first round too. So, um, that should be a good fight. Kind of hoping for uh Japanese dude to win because I'm just you know like I said not a fan of Chandler, and you know Chandler got injured. Uh, I mean that fight was pretty long ago, but I mean he definitely might have a little rust coming back broken foot yeah i could see it i kind of feel the same way i mean chandler the chandler fight against benson henderson was pretty crazy where he just Sup whipped his ass for Suplex. the first couple of rounds and kind of gassed out and i mean his fights against eddie alvarez were some classics but i don't know i we actually alluded to this in a youtube video that never got put up i'm just not really a big bellator guy i don't know what it is I don't have any personal vendetta against, you know, Jimmy Smith's gone or any of the people who run it. Just every time I watch a Bellator fight, I just can't get in. Yeah, 100%. I, mean, I watch AFC. Yeah, I watch AFC. I watch Ryzen. I watch ACB, KSW. You know, it's not like I'm just UFC, Bellator. Bellator, if I had to pick between Bellator, Bellator would probably be last on my list of all MMA promotions that I'm yeah, I don't even know if yeah, I'll watch any too. watch any of the fights to be honest. I mean, I'm much more interested. Like, so it starts at nine, right? So you gotta figure that, um, like, uh, Lima McDonald will be will be going on the same time as Burgos Qatar. So I mean, I'll probably watch the Burgos fight in that case. You know, actually, maybe it'll be like Volante. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, at Godson, you know, if we had Volante on. 
and then we could at least watch a pretty high, yeah, high skilled match between you know Lima and McDonald. Wouldn't really, one. wouldn't really mind missing the the main event of that Valtor shit, you know. Yeah, I I think people don't even have any idea how shitty that's actually gonna be. I'm looking somewhere above a bell curve of Dada five thousand versus Kimbo, and. I think it's slightly better than that. T- but, but is it even going to Tito, be Tito, t- could it be better than... I think it has to be better than Tito Chao, you know, that fixed bullshit. Um, I don't know, yeah. I feel like just neither of these guys have anything left. The whole Bellator uh, heavyweight tournament is a bunch of fucking washed-up bums, you know, including Fedor, uh, you know. I don't yeah, know. I think why, Fe- Fedor yeah, I will win uh, against Mir. Uh, I think Mitrion. Who's Mitrion fighting? Uh, big Country. Big Country. This is the stupidest matchup ever. It's like they made the dumbest matchups. Yeah. Know? Everyone wanted to see Chael Fedor. No one wanted to see. Uh, you know, no one wants to see Mitrion Big Country again. No, I, well, no. I feel like Fedor. Fedor should have been. Uh, should have fought. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Chael's that's that's not that's a good one. No, no, no. I don't know. I think I think Mir is a really Mir is a, a good matchup for Fedor. They should have done that fight in the Mohegan Sun though, so they could have been on the stuff, you know, because they don't really test on the the Indian reservations. But I think they're doing that fight in California, so they're gonna have super strict testing, and no one can do, no one can do any of their vitamins. Yeah, which is, I mean, Bellator just finds every possible way they can shoot themselves in the foot, in my opinion. I have no interest for a tournament that's stretched out over, you know, a couple month period. Yeah, like almost a year, probably. That's so yeah, terrible, like, so terrible. It's awful. I mean, you know, you Are can't Are King, King Mo else. and Ryan Bader fighting? Is that the fight? King- yeah. That's, that's a fight, King Mo and Ryan Bader. Like, what is that? Gosh. That's that's a late heavyweight fight. Like, what are you guys even doing? I think exactly. And uh, ba- Bader may win it all. I I honestly have Bader favored. I think Mitrione will find a way to lose. Yeah. To Bader. Yeah, that's true. I don't I don't know. That's gonna be a big size difference. I don't know. Bader's Bader's looking good over there. Um, good for him. He's he's one of the few guys who has a really successful uh, transition of Bellator. Uh, Phil Davis being the other one. Um, you know, Benson Henderson's was pretty bad. Uh, Rory's is going good so far. Um, who else is uh, left to go? I feel like I feel like we for a while there we saw a lot of guys. Oh yeah, Musasi. He's headed. Uh, uh, no, yeah. he already he already fought once, but he, not yeah, too, not too good. Yeah, that was a loss. That was repackaged as a win. Yeah, not too good of a fight there. So hopefully he can. I don't know. I feel like like I said, like 2017, a lot of guys were leaving, and but now it's kind of just like only bums are leaving like frank Mir, roy nelson you know josh barnett's likely to end up over there on jarlowski was probably going there if he didn't win his last fight but i don't know um yeah i know you mean that bellator not not the best i'm definitely interested to see uh, aaron pico though i don't know something about him interested in um yeah so i mean just pulling it up right now when you look at bellator world champions we got light heavyweight ryan bader Women's featherweight Julia Budd, bantamweight Darian Caldwell, world champion uh, middleweight Rafael Carvalho, Douglas Lima, Walter. I mean, you know, you see where I'm going with this. What, or do any of those names, you know, get you going? No. Yeah. Um. 
I, I, I think Caldwell beat what Dantes. Dantes was was good, but I don't know. He kind of lost his. I guess he lost to Caldwell. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. Cal- Let me think. Uh, what, yeah, what, it was it, Dantes beat Card. Uh, Card. Yeah, Caldwell beat Dantes. Who, I watched that fight. Who's a uh, 145 champ now? Whitechill or not? Uh, Patricio Pitbull. Oh, that's right. Yeah, legit, legit as fuck. He's probably their best fighter. Um, lightweight, and it's that that Canadian dude who beat. Uh, is he Canadian? Uh, I'm not I, sure. I kind of like him. Jens, I think his name is Jensen, but it's not. Um, Brent Primus. Uh, uh, Brent, no, he's from Portland, Oregon. Brent Primus. Yeah, that guy's cool. Um, I don't know if he's too high level though. You know, uh, like to see him uh, fight again. Um. Apparently, apparently he said I was ready to fight in December, and then Bellator booked Chandler's fight for with uh, Yamaguchi. So um, I don't know. Maybe they wanted yeah. him to get. It. There's a uh, there's definitely some 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 funky shit going on with uh, with Paramount Network. You know, you saw their whole Twitter thing with Spike. That was really funny. But I mean, they just whenever a big company is overseeing like a sports company it's just not good you know like you when you said i thought wme would do something about weight cutting you know you, wme doesn't know shit about weight cutting like you know a couple of their guys uh, Ari Emanuel and patrick whitesell you know they were trying to get into the sport like you know like new fans you know i bet i bet you know they were watching like fights like like on their own at home and stuff like that but they were kind of, they're just kind of learning you know they don't really know the struggles like i remember like they said like they knew like Mike Perry was like yeah they were cool with me and Nate Diaz said that, yeah they were they said what's up to me but like I doubt they know about like really like the hardships and the struggles like or what needs to be fixed you know they're just like oh we got this four million dollar uh, stock well, we're just trying to make more money out of it we're not trying to address any issues but um yeah I totally I agree I was you know with my thinking on that was maybe they listened to. Dana, you know, and it's a different thing with the Fertitas. I mean, the Fertitas were great, but, you know, just different people bring different stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I really think, if anything, I don't know what the dynamics are with Paramount Network and Bellator, but, I mean, while you were going through that, I was scrolling through the entire Bellator roster, and the only thing that gave me, you know, any semblance of hope, I mean, they got Paul Daly. That guy's interesting. And I totally forgot they have Dylan Dennis on their roster oh uh, yeah the golden child are you a yeah. fa- are you a fan of him or are you a skeptic uh i think it i love his you know his style of grappling going so submission heavy is really interesting but i'm mean, you know he in bellator as an mma fighter i think that's going to be a pretty yeah I'm like unless to... they find cm punk's contract somehow i think it's going to be a pretty brutal night for him whoever they put in front of him yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see him fight really soon. I think you know. Um, I wonder what he's gonna fight at. Probably like one seventy. Um, uh, welterweight. Yeah, one seventy is what they have. You know, I saw someone post his grappling record, and he's only like eighteen and sixteen, I think, in like major competitions. But I mean, he's fight. He's like grappling, like you know, fucking killers. So, um, and but you know, and he's kind of. You know, like he said, I would win the belt or heavyweight tournament. Like he's kind of like you know doing like an anti, like a villain, you know, like kind of role, and I kind of like that, you know. But I would, I would like to see him fight a little bit, you know, before he starts talking all this shit. Um, 
you know, Pico yeah. Pico was pretty humble when he was oh no, you know, he knew he was like had a lot of hype behind him and everything like that, but he was he wasn't talking too much shit, but Dylan is just going in a different direction. So, uh I would like to see him step in the octagon soon and I would it would uh be some uh be some good uh good entertainment. Um but uh I definitely think he's got a I don't I would like to see what, like what his striking looks like and everything like that. You know, like Crone Gracie, you know, is like that would be a good. That would be a hell of a fight. I, th- I wonder what Chrome. I think Chrome fights at one fifty five. Oh, feather. Yeah, I, I, he fought. It's Kajawiri. I yeah. think it was his last fight, Kawaji- right? Kawajiri, yeah. Kawajiri, yeah. He usually fights like featherweight, but it was rising, so Kawajiri probably didn't cut weight and got sauced up. So. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder where he's been. He hasn't fought for uh, thirteen months. Maybe he's. Yeah. Maybe he's. Uh, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I read something after. After his like last fight. And he just said like he was he was like not enjoying uh training at all you know it was just like he was just fucking like going so hard with all this MMA training and he was just doing it like for like just cause, just because he like that was like the next step for him you know I don't think he was like getting any fulfillment out of it but uh, I'd like to see what he's what's going on with Chrome he's interesting yeah. It'd be interesting to look into it okay so we kind of got away we got into the shithole that Bellator let's go what do you think of the uh, Luke Rockhold, and now it's going to be uh, Yoel Romero. We had Robert Whitaker fall out. You know, he couldn't pass the medical. What do you think about the Yoel Romero-Luke Rockhold matchup? I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a Rockhold fan, but I'm more of like a skeptic of him this way cause, uh, nowadays just because his, his boxing defense is so um, suspect, you know? Uh, it's just very rudimentary. He doesn't really move away from punches like he should. And, um, so I think that against Bobby Knuckles, he was going to be in a lot of trouble. You know, he would have to use a lot of kicks, hopefully take him down and try to, try to submit him or ground and pound him. I don't think he would want to stand with Whitaker for long at all. So I'm definitely happy about the change of opponents. You know, I mean, obviously not that he's, you know, not getting a shot at the real belt and it's another fucking interim belt. But um, I think that Romero is a much easier uh, matchup for him. Definitely has. Uh, I feel like he's just gonna be able to strike strike with him better. Um, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to finish him though. I think Rockhold will probably just decision him. Yeah, I agree. I have Rockhold winning. Uh, and you know, you always have the crazy thing of Yoel throwing like that kind of flying knee. But I mean, to Chris Weidman's head. But Rockhold doesn't really shoot doubles. I mean, as long as he stays out of Yoel's explosiveness, I think Rockhold will do really well tying Yoel up and just kind of wearing him out. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, I can imagine them spending a lot of time in the clinch. But, uh, I mean, if if Yoel... I don't think Yoel would want to take him down because he's got, uh, you know, such active uh, submission jiu-jitsu and everything like that. You know, I'm, I doubt he's very, he's scared of anybody, you know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, may, or, or maybe that's how you have to be Rockhold. Or instead of, you know, we've only seen him lose by getting, you know, caught with uh, either a Michael Bisping punch or a Vitor back kick. So I think, you know, maybe if Yoel just overpowers him and, you know, takes him down and tries to ground and pound him, that could work. But, I mean, I can't imagine him having much success striking with Rockhold unless unless he's like, uh, I don't even, I, I get very, very little chance to him having some explosive, you know, flying knee or, you know, some crazy strike that rocks, rocks Rockhold. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That fight is less entertaining than Whitaker for sure. Um, kind of a bummer, but uh, I think I think Luke would win win the decision pretty easily. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Yoel's a weird. He's an anomaly for me. You know, I was Team Weidman all the way back in the day, so the I could never forget the feeling I felt as Yoel Soldier marched around the cage and then saluted. I was about as pissed off as I've been ever been after the. Oh. An end of a fight. I wasn't you know, too. All the OL um, cheating stuff, the Tim Kennedy fight with the stool and everything. So I'm not the world's biggest OL fan, but he just has that X factor, you know, where he kind of finds a way sometimes. I was on in Bobby Knuckles' fight waiting for him just to land like that crazy shot. I mean, Rockhold's chin, you know, we can't, I don't think we can really assume it's glass with him getting knocked out by, you know, a juiced up Vitor head kick. A well placed counter left hook by Bisping, but no, know, his chin's I would good. Tend to agree. I, I think it's going to be a deci- decision win by Rockhold, but I, I do think Rockhold could finish him if he does, uh, you know, wear Yoel out enough on the ground. Yeah, he's uh, Yoel's getting older too. Yeah, very old, and it's a short notice fight. Uh, um, you know, so and you know, his cardio is obviously very susceptible. Um, but I mean, how can you not like, how can I bet you? Rockhold by decision is going to be a gigantic favorite in this fight. If it's not, I don't understand what the fuck people are watching. You know, you watch that that Whitaker fight, and there was like a game plan on how to beat him. Like let him, let him blow his load in the first uh, one or two rounds, and then just go ahead and piece him up the next three. He's going to be tired as shit. Um, you know, that was a clear. You know, win two rounds of the fight and lose the next three. Like. Same with, like, Holly Holm, you know. She came out strong, like, you know, I must have gassed after this win in two rounds and just lose the next three and the champ retains. So that that happens yeah. that happens a lot. Claudia Gedalia and Joanna uh, is, a, a, is a, that was such an example. Like, you know, there, there's just champions who are smart like that. They're like, oh, okay, you won, you won one's round and two? Cool, cool. Well, you're tired now. I'm not... And I'm gonna beat your ass for the next fifteen minutes, and it's like, oh, can't do anything. Like, how many times has that happened to Demetrius? But with Tim Elliott or you know whoever the fuck he's fighting, or like, like I said, Joanna uh, versus Gedalia too is the best example of that. Like, Joanna just remains so calm, got taken down, you know, got hit a little bit in the first couple rounds, and she was like, whatever. These next three are mine. One decision easily. So, kind of, I guess, a huge bummer about that card, but you know, life goes on. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely. I mean, that's a pretty interesting, you know, kind of like paradigm of MMA. Just the, you know, the whole gas out thing. Okay, I'm gonna draw my crazy MMA prediction for the podcast. Tony uh, Ferguson finishes Khabib round four. It's happening. Round four. I like the sound of it. I like. The, I don't think it's gonna take him that long. I feel like he's gonna be in like the. Uh, actually, you know, my, I don't know. I think the, s- the second sounds likely. I, I don't know. I'm like you. What are you thinking? Khabib's gonna get tired after three rounds, and then then Tony will catch him in the fourth or fifth. Yeah, I I think Khabib gets tired. I think he gets lazy on the ground. You know, he does that folk style wrestling. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the channel. Uh, gosh, what is the YouTube channel? I know. I know what you they mean. He like he sits. Broke. It's like he sits on his ankles for a little bit, you know, and then picks out a shot and then pounce, 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 but ground about, and then he'll kind of like sit back and look for an opening, adjust his position. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, 
um, Ferguson by submission is going to be my pick too. Just cause uh, I'm just cheering for it. You know, I'm a big Ferguson fan, not too uh, big of a Khabib fan. So I mean, maybe that's kind of getting in my way and clouding my judgment. But I'm just I'm not impressed with not as impressed with Khabib as the rest of the world is. No, I mean me either. Uh, I'm really not, and I think I mean I think it's crazy that Khabib is the favorite. I mean, if you're an odds maker, you have to see that Khabib was, you know, he didn't look super gassed in the Barboza fight, but you have to think that Tony's going to put up more than a fight than Barboza. And I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't taking down Barboza at will. Barboza was definitely contesting some of the shots at the end. I don't think that he'll be able to damage Tony as much. Definitely Kevin Lee got some shots off on Tony, but Tony has such an active and weird guard. And I think... uh you know, with Khabib's folk style wrestling and the way that he does work to work down, I think that, you know Tony's probably going to be able to keep Khabib in his guard. And I mean, if you look at the guys that Khabib's manhandled, they just don't have the same grappling pedigree as what Tony brings. He kind of brings a weird style. He's got that so, ten yeah. planet black belt. That's all you need. That's all. You, and the wisdom of Eddie Bravo and a black belt from him is all you need. You yeah, know. and I mean, the way that Khabib marches forward with his hands, you know, kind of, they're not down, but they're not perfectly yeah, up. Yeah, his, striking, his striking fucking sucks. Yeah, that weird eagle uppercut from his ass would be interesting to see if he landed that on Tony. But yeah, I got Tony by finish. Like, I don't think that fight goes five rounds. I think Khabib gasses in five rounds against Tony because he's going to get tired. Because Tony's going to make him fight for all those scrambles on the ground. I yeah. think it's going to be an amazing Did you see Tyron Woodley saying, like, when Joe Rogan was like, you know, Khabib wants to move to 170? And Tyron goes, shit, no, he don't. No, he don't. He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll pick up the tab on your nutritionist, your dietitian, your whatever, but just stay stay down at 155. <laughs> yeah, that was the best thing Tyron said. Uh, as like, of late, I used to be a Tyron Woodley apologist. Like, everything that he did that made people hate him, I'd be like, you know, I'd be, okay, stop, y'all, stop talking trash about Tyron, but, man, what is he wanting? Like, is... is well, it's a money fight. He's, he's a... He's a, out, he's a bum. Just give RDA the fight. Yeah, well, I mean, his, well, his shoulder is fucked for the time being. He's in a... Probably, it's, he's probably not gonna fight until summer, but, um, yeah, obviously, RDA is the fight. Um, I mean, but, like, it's so pathetic, like, how he tried getting that Nate Diaz fight and, like, talking shit on TMZ to try to get Nate Diaz to fight, and then, and then he goes and bitches to Joe, he's like, I don't like what the sport has become, I don't like the money fights, I don't like Connor. I don't like this, it's like, bitch, you were literally just talking shit on TMZ to try to get a 155-er to fight you, who has no interest fighting you, who has no business being a contender, when there's five guys at lightweight, you know? Darren Till, Stephen Thompson, um, Santiago Ponzinibbio, uh, Colby Covington, and Rafael DeSantis. All those guys are ready for title shots. And uh, maybe not, you know, Till, Ponzinibbio, but still, the other three guys for sure. And, you know, no one wants to see Thompson, Thompson, Woodley three, but I kind of do just because maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Thompson will figure them out and try to fu- uh, actually fuck them up this time. But, um,. Um, I don't, yeah, I know that, that, that podcast was interesting to listen to. Yeah. I couldn't even get through it. Cause I felt like every time Tyron's mouth opened, it was another complaint or, you know, just like you said, pretty much bitching about something else. 170 right now. is just, 
there's a lot of good fighters, but every time there's a 170 fight on, it's just unless it's I want Till. I'm a Till guy. I I like Till striking. I think he's interesting. He doesn't have a bunch of fights. You know, he doesn't really have like a catalog of work to go off. One, I think Donald Cerrone is a pretty easy fight for anyone who pushes the pace and gets in his face. But I want to see a Till fight as soon as possible Wonder so Boy. I can know how talented this kid is. Wonder, you know? Wonder Boy Till is a fight to make. Um, two, of, two of the best kickboxers at welterweight, I think, should uh, go at it. That's that's clear clear matchmaking. I don't understand what Thompson's dad's bitching about, but I hope they get that fight signed. It's like the third fire chuck that's uh, come about in this podcast. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, Crazy times in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, I think Thompson's dad said that it was his thumb. He, I think he broke his thumb in his last fight against uh, Masvidal. I think maybe even going into the Masvidal fight, he had a hurt thumb. I heard he he broke he heard it from uh, putting it up his dad's butt. Um, but that yeah. that was just a rumor. Did you uh, speaking yeah. of speaking of rumors? Um, this week was full of rumors. They were said rumor Khabib versus Ferguson, and then it got done. They were talking about rumor Joanna uh, uh, Rose being a, a rematch for that same Brooklyn card. Um, you heard about that, right? Yeah, apparently that card's supposed to be Khabib, Ferguson, Johanna Rose, and Frankie. Uh, Holl- no, Frankie Edgar is two twenty two, I think, but uh, two twenty three is um. Is okay, gonna, okay. Is gonna yeah, be. I had to mix up. Yeah, I heard uh, Rose. Y'all. I'm of the mind that it happens the same way again. I think Rose, you know, when you have as emphatic of a knockout as what she did, I think she comes back and she I gets I feel like it's going to be a trilogy or something. I feel like Joanna's going to come back and get this one. I, 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 I truly, I truly think, I truly think Joanna was just slacking. Like she was just not, she was just, she went into that fight just not respecting Rose's striking at all. And, um, like, you know, when she was, when she was fighting Gedalia, she was like, she was in her mind, like, all right, take down, take down, like, uh, shoot, uh, sprawl, sprawl. Like, that's what she had to be thinking about, like, right away, because she knew she was going to shoot for the takedown. You know, with her, she was probably thinking, all right, she's probably going to try to take me down. I've been working on my jiu-jitsu. I've been working on all this, you know. She's, uh, probably, you know, I don't really have to be too worried about her striking. I'm obviously more experienced. And then when she was worrying about takedowns, this left hook comes over and knocks her down. And from there, it was just over. But um, hopefully she can come. She can come back with a, a better mentality. You know, be more focused, and then and then fucking uh, maybe get a maybe get a, a war where they're fucking slugging it out. That'd be awesome. But uh, I would. Yeah. I, I think I think uh, that's what. Oh shit! I'm. Uh, I keep clicking on interviews in the background, and they're gonna definitely be playing through the podcast. So sorry if you heard that um but um no, you're good. yeah I don't, I don't know if you, i don't think you did but i think the, the it'll record on the podcast for some reason um but um let me think oh yeah uh, the, and the biggest rumor of the week if you get the top post on on reddit do you remember what it is uh i'm trying to draw i've been looking at so much all the nganu videos have gotten to my head uh what actually was McGregor rumored to be stripped of the lightweight title. Do you have you seen this? Oh yeah, I've seen this, and I mean I've been you know it's been so long now. I'm I'm thinking they strip him, you know, at two twenty. Oh no, no, well they they're not gonna know. They're not gonna strip him at two twenty. That's no way. The shit that ship has sailed. They already they already said Tony Ferguson versus Khabib for the interim lightweight title. Like they're not stripping him. Dude, they they strip him. He'll be like, "Sayonara, motherfuckers. 
uh, I ain't coming back. I'm going to go box and retire. Um, or just fucking, uh, you know, promote his own MMA fights and fucking fly Nate Diaz out and, you know, do the trilogy. Like, I'm like, dude, like, the UFC has to know that, like, that's, like, like the UFC knows it because they haven't stripped him. But all the reporters, all the fans, they don't fucking get it. Like, I've seen so many reporters saying stuff like, Defender Vacate, and, like, uh, so they're going to strip him? Uh, so this is for the interim? Uh, like, dude, you, you, you guys are fucking delusional if you think they're taking away Connor's belt. Like, they're not, like, that's their, that's their... The, the only thing that's making him cling on to the, coming back to the UFC. Why the fuck would he come to the UFC to make $3 million to show when he could make 20 times that in any other fight? Uh, because he has the belt and he has to prove all the, the his doubters? Uh, okay, but you're not going to fucking get that if you strip him. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, I don't think I've really thought this out like too crazy, but, man, I mean... Defending an interim belt on Tony's part—that's—it's a crazy concept. It's it, what is it? What, what, interim what? The interim what belt? What it? What, lightweight? No, it's not the lightweight. It's the Connor weight belt. Like that's what it is. That's why he doesn't give a fuck because he knows that. Yeah. The, no, he knows that Connor like knows that there's two contenders of lightweight right now. Both of them are motherfuckers. He probably doesn't want to fight either one of them. But if he has to fight one of them, he was. It should be, you know, there shouldn't be any questions like, "Oh, you beat Tony, but Khabib's over there waiting." You know, it should let him let him battle it out first. I mean, it's not his fault. They should have fucking fought in 2015 and it got canceled. 2016 got canceled. 2017 got canceled. Did you see that stat? That it was, it was supposed to be at the tough finale in 2015 when Ferguson and Barboza fought. Then it was supposed to be. UFC Fox in April of 2016. Then it was supposed to be UFC 209 in uh, March, March of 2017, and now it's again April of 2018. So I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Not no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. There's a perfect in there, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it'd be interesting because I. Th- I think uh, Tony beats Khabib, but I think uh, Connor beats Tony and Khabib beats Connor. I think it's kind yeah, of trying. That's true. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I just don't think Connor will ever uh, step step in there with Khabib. I just feel like he knows he knows how dangerous that shit is. Oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, Khabib and Connor and Russia. Connor's always, you know, his his dick gets hard when you mention Russia. And I feel, and but Connor I've never heard Russia. him. I never heard him say that. That like, you know, I always hear, uh, you know, you know what's next for Connor? You know, the egg talking. You know, uh, he wants to fight Khabib in Russia. <laughs> how great is he? You saw that clip when he literally goes, "How crazy is he?" or "How great is he?" Like, you're literally fucking delusional, dude. He's literally just telling you this shit. He's like, what do you, what's, then what's he gonna, yeah. then what's he gonna do? Rematch Floyd, then fly, uh, fly over to Ukraine to box, uh, Vasily Lomachenko, and then, then what's he gonna do? Like, you know, he could literally just say whatever, and Dana was like, oh, really? You, you're gonna do that? I believe you. That's my boy. That a boy. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, I mean, who does he, I mean, I would honestly, 
think that Khabib sells better than Tony against Connor. Connor's going to sell pay-per-views in his name alone. I just don't see Tony selling pay-per-views with Connor. I don't think Khabib will either. I think they'll both do 1.3 million, you know. Not and I don't think either yeah, I think even even if it was Nate, it would be like 1.5. Like it's not there's not there's very little room for for uh anything. GSP though does way over 2 way over yeah. two that that's the uh, i don't even know like they can i think they're gonna i think they're gonna dilly dally over that that fucking interim belt forever and connor is never gonna fight either of them and then he's just gonna fight gsp if i was connor i would fight nate diaz G- right now right i would fight nate diaz right now like the next ufc you can get on w- uh win that fight you know uh, d- like you know, d- say it's for the one fifty five belt, you know, just so you can get some some the some uh, haters off your back, you know. Say you defended your belt, then just fight GSP once he's better from his colitis. Then take off, go box Paulie, box whoever you want. Uh, then you know, enjoy your five hundred million dollars when you retire. But I mean, I don't know. I don't do. Do you think he ever fights Tony or Khabib? Yes, I think I think WME ends up making um, a deal. I think that you know Tony Khabib, you're gonna have an amazing fight. Someone's gonna win. I think. I mean, I think I think that's gonna be a good enough fight to, to cut some promos with. You know, you're gonna have. I don't. The promos with Khabib aren't gonna be very. You know, I think Tony could. You know, use this kind of like heel turn to yell at mcgregor he did the mcnuggets thing, yeah. which was kind of cheesy but yeah I, I think wme ends up giving connor enough money to get him back i think they unless i mean Nganu starts selling i mean where else do you go? i, I feel like they're have? too i feel like they're too dumb to do it like wouldn't they be like hello mr mcgregor like they like like they'd be like um he's like so so what are we doing are we talking chairs i want 33 percent and then he'd be like, uh, uh, yeah, we were actually going to offer you uh, uh, $5 million to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. How does that sound? He goes, $5 million? The fuck? You know, like, he, like, he, I, I just don't think, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think they could pay him, like, for one fight and uh, have it work. You know, you can't have a guy on the undercard making $10,000. And, I mean, they do it with boxing. I don't know if the UFC would do it, though. You can't have a guy making $10,000 to show, and then the guy fighting in the main event is making $20 million to show, you know? And then and then what's what's Tony yeah. Ferguson getting? $1 million? What's Khabib getting? $1 million? It's like you can't even have that much of a displacement on your payroll. It's like an atrocity almost. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before, I'm sure Tyson got thirty million, and you know Buster Douglas got a hundred thousand. But I mean, it's just it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're like that's the direction they're wanting to go in. But it also doesn't seem yeah, like they're willing to give him a, a stake in the company, which you know he deserves. He he, you know, if the USC would have sold in two thousand fourteen, it would have been worth like a billion, and then it sold a couple years later for four billion. You know. Not all of that was because of Connor. It was Connor, Rousey, Lesnar, Jones, a lot of those guys. But I mean, a majority of it is Connor. Definitely worth a billion. Yeah, definitely worth a billion. A billion dollars. Um, yeah. but uh, I mean, think any gotta, any other any other stories you wanna you might not uh, mention this week? Let me think. Let me scroll through and see if I can find anything. 
Matt, Matt Hughes had that nice uh, welcoming at uh, St. Louis. Nice to see him out of the hospital. Yeah, that was the best part of St. Louis for me. I mean, that was that was a pretty neat. Yeah, thing I can't for them to do. Yeah, that was definitely cool. Um, Jamie Smith signed with UFC. That's awesome. You know, she gets some yeah, that's good, pretty cool. Good commentary. Did you listen to John Donaher on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast? I've not. I've saved that for my run tomorrow, so I'm pretty. He's a. I don't know if you ever listened to him before, but he's 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 weird. Um, like the way he talks, just the way he thinks about jujitsu, everything. But I like him. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. Like, uh, I watch a little video like on the Death Squad, like watching what all they achieved this year, and I mean, you know, interesting style of jujitsu. Yeah. Um. Uh, wait till you. I don't, like, have you ever heard him speak before? Like, just for a little bit. No. He's like, no, like from he's from like New Zealand New Zealand originally, but he he talks like very very quiet and like with a very weird accent and it's very like methodical <laughs> and like uh, just the way. But uh, the only problem with it is it's gonna it's gonna get on your fucking mind. Like he won't like when he's talking about jujitsu, he won't just say it. Like he he like quizzes Joe with everything. So like they'll be watching a video. He goes, "What do you see here?" And then Joe's like, "Um, uh." Uh, he's in side control. He's uh, you know, moving to full mount, and he goes, yes, yes, exactly, full mount. And then he would like go on, go on about something about mount. But then like, why wouldn't you just say, why wouldn't you just say, oh, okay, here Gordon Ryan transitions from side control to full mount, and this, this is. But no, he like, like he does that a hundred times. I shit you not, bro. It's like he asks Joe Rogan like a a question and makes him like awkwardly answer it. It's so fucking weird. But I mean, overall, overall, super good podcast. Damn, I'm super excited to listen to this now. Okay, speaking of, uh, I'm not like the biggest watcher of jujitsu, but how about this Gordon Ryan guy? I watched a little bit on him. He seems like a pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I just jujitsu player. Yeah, I, there's it's it's hard to get into him though because like, have you seen him with his shirt off? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at before and after pictures. Uh, yeah, like the dude is the dude is clearly on like everything, um, and I but I mean like it's cool in jujitsu. I mean they don't fucking test. I mean I'm sure every other guy he's going against is probably sauce to the gills too, but um, I don't know. In Cornelius, what do you think? I mean I saw him tap Keenan and Keenan's. He doesn't look really juiced. I mean, he might be like on EPO or something, but no, I, I, that name doesn't ring a bell. But um, yeah, I don't. But I mean, he's he's a fucking beast. I mean, he's beaten beaten Cyborg, who was like 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. And uh, but I mean, um, you know, you can't really get mad at a guy for doing steroids if everybody else is. Um, oh, I'm uh, real quick. I'm just looking through these uh, looking through stuff from this week. Two more fights for UFC 223. Awesome fights. Uh, Ally Quinta versus Paul Felder. That got re- rescheduled. That's fucking dope. I don't, yeah, e- I don't uh, even know who to th- who to pick in that fight. I got Felder. Uh, I mean, I got Ally Quinta finishing Felder. I remember in the nice. Felder Pearson fight how much trouble Felder had with Pearson's boxing. But I mean, you know, Felder's probably made some leaps and bounds. But I think if Iquina would stay around for long enough, he would make a tear in the lightweight. Division. Dude, he could be champ, yeah. If if there was a lightweight champion, um, you know, like I, that would be a yeah. He he needs to get that consistency back. He just needs to get fucking paid. Like if the if the UFC paid him when he needed or he deserved, he would be fighting all the time. But they're just not because 
fucking retards. Um, oh, another awesome fight. Uh, it's uh, not, uh, Mary Beck Tysonmall versus Evan Dunham. You, you know uh, Mary Beck? I think I mentioned him last time we talked. Oh hell yeah, I love Tysonmall. R.I.P. Yeah. Evan Dunham is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, dude. I, I, Evan's been doing good lately. I think he's on a three or four fight win streak. Beat Lozon and everything. But I mean, I don't, I don't see him standing a chance against that that uh that Russian fuck. Um, yeah. Felice Herrig versus uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz too. Same card. UFC two twenty three. That shit is dope. I'm like I might have to go to Brooklyn for that card, man. Man, about yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. Dunham had that draw against Benil Daryush where he got rocked a couple times but came back. Yeah, I mean, he has win over Rick Lynn, a win over Joe Lozon, win over Ross Pearson. I mean, he was coming off of four wins in a row. So, yeah, that um, coming back to that. But that Dunham, uh, who'd you say? Ty Sumoff fight's going to be nuts. But, yeah, Sumoff, yeah, Carolina Kovacewicz is definitely, like, my favorite women's fighter in the uh, strawweight right division. Yep. Yeah. Um, Stevens versus Choi did pretty good. 1.2 million viewers. Um, they usually draw like eight or 900,000, I think. So I think, but I, I remember watching the NFL games and they were advertising that. So I, I attribute that boost, um, to, uh, you know, just maybe that little bit of promotion from the NFL. That's kind of cool to see. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, like in the South, we had a lot of awful weather and like ice on the roads and stuff. And, you know, we, we never drive in that and all the fucks around here don't know how to drive in it. So most people stayed inside. So I think it was like a, a large, I think that might've helped it too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different factors. Maybe, you know, just no, no Sunday night football. Um, people were so amped up from watching that Saints, Saints, uh, Vikings game they tuned over. Who knows though? Good to see though. Good to see that uh something something's working. Yeah, like, they saw that barbed wire tattoo on uh Steven's arm and Cy- Cyborg versus Nunez is planned for I think UFC two twenty five in Brazil. That's looks like that's the plan they said. That'd that'd be that'd be that'd be fucking awesome. That's a great great idea to put that in Brazil. That'd be that'd be dope. I, I can't imagine. Eh, no, that would probably do pretty good in Brazil. Cyborg's definitely really popular. Yeah, uh, I I would rather. I really wanted to see the Megan Anderson fight. I'm not too like I'm lukewarm on that fight. Maybe when I get a little bit to it, I'll get excited. But you know that last Amanda Nunes with uh, Valentina kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. Um. The last new, oh yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think that, but I mean, we, we, we've seen that Cyborg is human when it comes to the feet now. I mean, so it's kind of, it's kind of, I think it would be interesting to see Cyborg. I think, I feel like Nunez could knock her out, dude. Like, I wonder what weight they would do that at. 140? I think it's one, I think they have to do it at 145 because if Cyborg cuts down, she'll probably die. Oh yeah, she couldn't, she definitely couldn't make it. But I mean, um, I think it would. I think it'd be cool for them to do it 140, so that way they can, they don't put either of the belts on the line. Um, yeah. But but, I, but that's way harder for Cyborg. I, I I imagine Nunes will just go to 145 and try to become two weight champ. First yeah, I mean, first you know, woman. She's got really nothing to lose. If I was her, 145 is not. I mean, I she's a pretty big girl. Size wise, her next to Cyborg, I think. She'd be small. I mean, she wouldn't be bigger, you know, muscle wise, but she could hold her own. I feel like I feel like she'd be really small. I don't know. Um, let me let me, let me see how tall uh, a Nunez is compared to uh, compared to our girl. 
Cyborg. Um, she is five foot eight. I can't imagine Cyborg being any bigger than that. Um, ooh, sorry, just knocked my desk. Um, five eight, yeah. So same size. So that would be a good matchup. So like I said, awesome idea putting in Brazil. That's a good idea. Would probably headline. They don't really have too many Brazilian champs nowadays. Is she the only one? Uh, uh, on that card? No, only Brazilian champ. Yeah, I think so, right? Nico Manato, she's American. Um, yeah. Oh no, well yeah, both both Brazilian champs. They're both they're both Brazilian. Both the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we covered everything from from this week. Anything else you can think of? Uh, I mean, I'm I did get to a uh, UFC fight night in Austin, so I'm pretty psyched for that. Oh yeah, you know, tickets nice, nice fight night card. Uh, like Cerrone, Yancey Madero's co-main event, Derek Lewis, March, March and Tybra. Uh, the James Fick, uh, Trinaldo fight, I think is going to be probably the best fight. I think, Vic, Vic, I think Vic's going to run through him. Yeah, dude, Cerrone Madero's, that shit is going to be fucking dope. I think, I feel like Madero's is just going to run through him now. Uh, I know uh, some a guy I know is fighting on that card. Uh, he, he trains like uh, right around us. Um... Um, does it doesn't look like it's on Wikipedia? Oh, no, there it is. Yeah, Tim Williams versus Oscar Pachota. Yeah, Tim Williams is from like Jersey, Philly area. Um, he used to train. He used to train at my gym and shit. Um, and then Jared Gordon's on that card too. You know him. My my coach fought him pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a good fight. Uh, who did you say fights around you? Tim Williams. Okay. He's on the it's it's on the announced bouts for that you know not the not the uh, fight card for some reason I don't understand on the Wikipedia page North Cut North Cut's on that card Borg versus Marina that's a good fight. Yeah, it is a good fight. That was like one of the first fights and I think that was the first fight announced for the whole card. Jessica Aguilar, that's that's what's up. Um, yeah, that that's dope. Yeah, hopefully I can. I don't know. I was I was saying that about two twenty three in Brooklyn, but like that card is so fucking good. I might try to make a weekend out of it or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we yeah, think I think we covered everything. I didn't really have to. Yeah, I didn't really have to break the bank for the tickets. Oh yeah, how much? Where did you? How much you spend? Uh, I think for two, I got a ticket for me and my girlfriend. I think it was two fifteen. Uh, so you, like you're sitting pretty really close. close no, yeah, that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember spending like 70, 80 bucks when I went and sitting kind of far, but it's still good enough to get like a good sense of the arena and like a, you know, you can see the screens and everything. Not not like too close. You know, I would like to sit closer for like the next one I go to, but you know, live events are so much fucking fun. You you've been to them before, yeah. yeah you said one sixty six. All right, yeah, so Frank, uh, the Franker Center, where you wrapping up. Yeah, uh, no, no, you can you can talk about that. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say like the Frank Irwin Center where it's at. I'm kind of interested. That's where they had Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar, but that's oh, a yeah. shit venue in my opinion. So that was a while I don't ago. Know how they're gonna do it? In- oh, yeah, and then wait, two more things before we go. Poirier versus Gaethje that got announced. You, Eddie Alvarez is so fucking clearly ducking Dustin Poirier. Um, I feel like I heard Alvarez is going to fight Kevin Lee next for some reason. Like, why the fuck would both of those guys coming off of a no contest and back and wins go and fight two guys coming off losses? Like, it makes no sense. No, I mean, well, that was one of the dumbest matchups I've ever seen. I mean, if you're Dustin Poirier, 
why would you even accept that fight? Because he knows you? Alvarez is scared, dude. Yeah. High risk, low reward. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Poirier could deal with Gaethje pretty pretty easily. I don't know, I think we've seen Gaethje as kind of human after uh, after losing. And then yeah. uh, Yoel, just, Yoel yeah. Romero suing his supplement company that he got a tainted supplement. How about that? Take it, sticking it yeah. to sticking it to the people. <laughs> That's funny. I can't I can't believe that. I I mean for all that shit, all the people were talking about him, you know, being on steroids, and he actually turns out to have like a legit excuse. That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty great. All right, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up. We've been talking for. Uh, over 90 minutes so um so we uh, covered uh stevens versus Choi. pretty uh pretty okay kind of underwhelming fight card we're looking forward to ufc 220 uh we're going with Ngannou in the main event and we're going different ways on the co-main event i think i think and i'm hoping just for for, for vulcan to shock the world in no time um you got dc retaining um not the the best the rest of the card isn't the best but you know we're we're making the best out of it you know looking forward to a couple matchups but um anything else you want to go out go out with luke sorry you cut out but yeah i mean it's pretty much sums it up hopefully Inganu can get it done i love stipe while he's here but i think it's the time for the predator to take over Yep, time for immigrant mentality to take over. But, uh, all right, Luke, th- thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, man. I hope to have you on again in the future. And whether you are a man, woman, boy, girl, alien, or Martian, or any other conscious being tuning into the podcast, I thank you for tuning into Episode 6, and we'll be back with Episode 7 after UFC 220. Peace.